There comes a time where we have to ditch our preconceived notions about God and what we think of we know about ourselves and start from the ground up. Hey friends, this is the Next Level Glam Podcast and I'm Glam Gal. Thank you for joining me as I discuss all things transformation inside and out with my sisters in Christ. Pull up a chair, it's about to go next level. Hey sisters, welcome back to the Next Level Glam Podcast. Again, so happy that you decided to join me today. Last episode was on the gospel truth. It's the firm foundation of this podcast. I always like to start out and edify my sisters as a sister, reminding them that our justification alone comes from Christ's finished work. We simply preach Christ crucified and we stay therein. We have childlike faith in that very simple gospel. Now that we're here, what's next? All of us at one point believed in some sort of false gospel. I myself like to say that I was more like lordship salvation. That's where it's, you know, Jesus plus me equals that instead of Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Doesn't really matter what it was. The only thing that matters now is that we've been delivered and are living in the truth and that we continue down that path and we don't go backwards and that we don't get shipwrecked into confusion. I know myself that it's really, really easy to... Uh, get veered into a different direction. And you'll know that you are because any doctrine aside from the truth will breed piety, uh, a guilty conscience, and it'll lead to some really bad decisions because it's all religiosity. You know, the more that I was going down that path, it was like subtraction soup, where the more that they eat, the hungrier that they get. I can see how incredibly important it is to stay in the truth. There comes a time where we have to ditch our preconceived notions about God and what we think we know about ourselves and start from the ground up. It all goes back to the garden, babes. It really, really does. We have a choice every single day where we decide to eat from. We can eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which God told us not to do, or we can eat from the tree of life, which is Christ. The question is, are you still eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Once you believe on Christ, you need to detox. This is what I like to call resting in his grace, okay? This is what I believe is the next step to growing your faith, growing as a human, and achieving some of those things that you would like to see a difference in your life. And if you come from a background that's like me especially, it's absolutely essential that you do not skip this step because... The more traditions of men that you're under, all of the years of the religiosity that you're under, it's it's still in the mind, okay? And we need to be able to rest in his grace. This is right before the CTJ, the come to Jesus moment that I had. I felt like I had developed a personality of a Pharisee. Can anyone else here relate? No, anyone? Someone like us, we have the urge still to do, to work, to perform a certain way to get something else like you know, it's conditional instead of unconditional. You know, it's for me, it was like, you know, the pressure of going to church or the pressure of um, having, you know, my my faith speak a certain way or look a certain way. And it can be really, really hard to break. So like, for instance, I'm a homeschooling mom. I, you know, I've been homeschooling my daughter for a handful of years. I did put her in school for the first couple of years. And even in that short amount of time, when I pulled her out, she was indoctrinated with, you know, what school should look like. And even after all these years homeschooling, like we still struggle with some things that she associates with school, even though we did a period of what we call de-schooling. And de-schooling is that period where you pull them out of school and you kind of just like drop the ball, 
no expectations. You get to know each other, catch a vibe. For some people, that could be three weeks. Other people, it could be six months. Each person is different. And it's the same thing with the believer. Some of us need, you know, two, three weeks and we're like bing, bada, boom, because you haven't been filled with all of these thoughts and traditions of man. Unlike someone like me who was under years of it, I needed a lot of time to just sit there and rest and know that his grace was sufficient enough for me. There was nothing I could do to take away the gift. There was nothing that I could do to make him happier with me because nothing apart from faith pleases God. Truly nothing. No works, lest any man should boast, right? So it really is all about just receiving the grace. Rest in it. Grace, grace. Like you're struggling with this issue? Grace, grace. Something is coming against you? Grace, grace. We just need to absorb it and marinate in it. And while we're sitting there, we're kind of waiting on the Lord to show us our gifts and show us our direction. And we sit back and we're able to start hearing his voice and discern his voice and um, it's not a condemning loud voice. It's a still small voice. It's telling you and reminding you of your righteousness, of who you are in him. The work really began for me when I decided to look at myself the way that God sees me. When God looks on us, the minute that we believe on Jesus, he sees Jesus. He sees his son. It's called imputed righteousness. Jesus took our sin. He gives us his righteousness. We get to call God Father. It's so easy to see ourselves as our worst critic or through this person's eyes or that person's disappointments, but their opinion doesn't matter. God's opinion matters, okay? He's the only person that we should give any credence to when it comes to telling us who we are, bar none. It doesn't matter about the chaos of the outer man. It's the inside that God sees, and he makes you right the minute that you believe. It's just a matter of, do you believe it? It doesn't matter what we do or don't do, because like the flesh was crucified with Christ, right? And the spirit is reborn. And we reckon this outer man dead with Christ, and we want to focus more on the spirit. We want to um, grow that more and like basically choke out the flesh, but the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit wars against the flesh. It's the fight for the rest of our life. And we need to learn how to master it. We're going to be struggling with that until the day we die or the Lord comes back and gives us our glorified bodies. You know, once I knew that I was secure forever and I allowed my mind to absorb his grace, no matter what, no matter what. People will say to you, you can't go and sin all willy-nilly. And I'm I'm telling you, like I I just it just blows my mind that people think they come to the end of themselves so they can hear that your sins have been forgiven, so they can go live a life of wickedness. And that's just a very carnal-minded person saying that. Okay. As somebody who believes totally on the radical grace of Christ, I do believe that you can come to knowledge of the truth. And decide to live as a mere man where you can get caught up and consumed with the cares of this life, you know, the cars and the lifestyle and all of that. It's just that question where it's like, what does it profit a man, you know, in terms of the eternal? We need to know, though, that there is nothing that we can do that will have him throw us out. He's going to keep us. He will not lose one. Like, you know, Jesus said, he will not lose one. And uh, we need to trust that the Lord can do his job. And he does it better than any of us can do his job, period. Why is this essential to growth in the spirit? 
Well, if I asked you who your enemy is, how he operates, shouldn't we want to know how to come against it? Shouldn't we want to know about the enemy so that we can, you know, know his devices and be a step ahead? The enemy is like a lion, you know, seeking whom he may devour. He's here to steal, kill, and destroy. That's it. That can mean our peace. That can mean relationships. That could mean, you know, um, some situation in the physical, our health, temptations, challenges, negative thinking. We call this spiritual warfare. A key component to facing the enemy, guys, is renewing our mind daily. We tell ourselves that we are beloved of God, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Like the hope that we have in him, the promise that he has of what he's given us, we focus on that. We get joy from that because happiness is fleeting. It's an emotion. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't last forever. We focus our attention on the joy of the Lord because it's constant. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He doesn't change and he is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Thank God that he left his word for us, you know, because he did tell us how to come against these things. Like I said, he wants us to renew our minds and it's in scripture. He didn't leave us inept without tools and knowledge on how to come against the enemy. The enemy he likes to accuse us that we you know, don't have liberty in Christ it can take away um, our desire to know our purpose. But most of all, what he loves to do is steal your knowledge of your identity. Because if he has you guessing of who you are and you're telling yourself that I'm that old person and not the righteousness in Christ, he's got you exactly where he wants you because you're not going to be walking in the confidence um, of who you are going after the purpose that God has given you. We need to know that he has given us power to walk in this new identity. You know, like I said, we have sonship now, not just some sinner. You know what I mean? Now we're called to be saints and we have the mind of Christ. We are a new creation. I do believe that's 1 Corinthians 5.17. Why does this end up leading to like every other avenue in our life? There's never been more of a mental health crisis. We see it all around us. And you know, I'm not I'm not here to condemn anyone. I believe the Lord needs to lead you in the path that you need to go in. But I can honestly say that I believe Jesus is a healer and he's real. And when he says he gives us a sound mind, I believe it. I mean, I before I came to the Lord, I would spend days rolled up like a burrito under the oppressive weight of just being what I thought is a loser. And I was so weak and I wasn't able to handle the challenges or the surprises that were around the corner. I was just so afraid of like every little thing and just disappointed in myself. And once I realized that I had the mind of Christ, I was allowed to say that I'm not anxious. I am not depressed. That's not my identity. You know, me and the Lord are one. I am a new creation. I think it's 1 Corinthians 6, 17. It says, and he that is joined to us hath not sinned. We are perfect in the spirit. And if we're one in Christ, that means that we have his sound mind, we have his strength, we have his heart, and it's up to us to tap into that. It's true that God did all the saving, period, on his own. But in order to grow to the next level, we have to yield to it. We have to do our part in order to gain the knowledge. We need to be drinking the milk of the word. Just like babies drink milk in real life, 
we as babes in Christ drink the milk of the word and our knowledge of the Lord grows. And then just like how babies go to like real food, we move on to meat as well. Deeper spiritual understanding. But you need to allow that spiritual truth to be deposited into your mind bank, into your soul realm. And you need to grasp on it. You need to let it sink in there. Um, Paul the Apostle says it best in Ephesians. He starts talking about the armor of God. Put it on every day. You don't just wake up and just go with the flow. It's intentional of you putting on the helmet of salvation. That's reminding yourself every day that you have been saved. You have been you know, called righteous. You have been justified. You are a king's kid. Now go forth in that identity. Don't go back to who you were. It'd be like me being like, Every day waking up and telling myself nobody likes you instead of, you know, re reintroducing myself to me every single day saying I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am a king's kid. I'm an inheritor of all the promises in God. Amen. That kind of a thing. Don't let anybody pull you back to the past. That's not who you are anymore. The world will remind you of that, but God doesn't. He reminds you of, of he convicts you of righteousness. He convicts the world of sin because they won't believe. He reminds his children who they are. You know, I, even as I'm doing this podcast, I can hear the enemy telling me, you know, intermittently whether I'm working on content or, or, you know, struggling to find the motivation to complete this project and keep after it, the calling that God has had in my heart, trying to shut me down and put doubt in my head about what God has actually said to me. And it's an ongoing battle, but I know at the, at my very core, when something is stopping me from wanting to lift others up for me, pursuing something that's spiritual, that's going to feed me and others, I know it's the enemy and I'm not going to allow it. He might win a battle, but he's not going to win the war. The battle is in the mind. But the good news is, is the battle belongs to the Lord. Question is, are you going to allow him to do the work? Are you going to step back? and trust that his grace is sufficient enough for you, that you have the right to proclaim the truth of who you are and live in it. So I guess I'm just wondering about you. What mental tricks does the enemy come at you about? Do you have any questions about your true identity? Please come and follow me on Instagram, guys. I'm at the Next Level Glam Podcast is the handle. I would love to have you follow me on there. And you can join me on the next episode where we discuss the process of looking in the mirror and liking what we see. Until next time, guys, thank you so much. Grow in His grace.